There's Damian Lillard. You hate him, but you love him tonight. So hard not to wish he doesn't go off, but at the same time, when he has a historic performance like that and goes for 60, I guess that's the way you want to lose. Uh, how are the Jazz going to improve this year? Are they going to make a trade? Is a trade upon us? Where do we need to improve if there is a trade? We're about to get into it. Let's go. So, man, what a, what a game by Lillard. Uh, hell of a performance. Before we get into it, I want to remind everybody, we are live on Twitter. We are live on YouTube. Go give us a follow. We're giving away free stuff for the All-Star Game. I figured out what we're going to do. You need to be one, subscribe to the channel, and then whatever video that I'm going to tell you that we release, you need to like the video. That's it. You don't even need to comment. You just need to subscribe on YouTube and like the video. And everyone will be entered into a drawing. Uh, I know last time we did, Simone Fontecchio said we were giving that away. Uh, we're going to be giving that away this game, or sorry, this podcast. Here's the poster. I will ship it to you. I've had people in Finland ask me how they get in on these giveaways. We will ship it to Finland. We've got people listening in the Philippines. Uh, it's looking at stats. We've got people in uh, Abu Dhabi listening. So it, it's just fun knowing that you guys listen. Um, so if you want in on that poster, go to YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to Jasketball and just like this video. And uh, I will enter you. We'll be giving it away on the next episode. So um, coach is talking right now, so I want to pass the mic over to him. Uh, we're starting a little bit late, but I always like hearing what he has to say. So let me pass it to him, and then we'll dive into the game. Um, he's a tough player in double team because he, he doesn't just give in to it, and he gets really low with his dribble. Um, we saw that with Kyrie in Brooklyn, and um, obviously we do not have very good carryover in those double teams. On a macro level, um, I thought especially in the second half, on made baskets, we just were not urgent getting back. And we had a period of time there where we scored three, four times in a row, and it seemed like they got dunks um, after those possessions, just getting down the floor faster. We weren't getting matched up. We weren't communicating. It didn't protect the basket. So, again, it's it's just maintaining the focus. There, there is going to be a tough moment in every game. Uh, you're you're going to have a moment where the other team goes on a run, especially when you're on the road, and you have to go into the game expecting that. And that way, when it happens, you're not shocked. And you're able to, to keep your focus on what's important, uh, on trying to make an adjustment and, and moving to the next thing. Um, I feel like as a group tonight, we just did, did a little bit too much of worrying about what had already happened um, and didn't have enough focus on, on moving forward in the game. You know, 10, 12, 15 point leads in this league is nothing anymore. Um, with the pace of play and the amount of threes that shot, that can evaporate very, very quickly. And 
you know, I thought with like 16 minutes left in the game, we had a, a feeling that, that the game was already lost. And, um, you know, that's something that as a staff, we've got to do a better job of, of keeping them locked in. And the guys have to also be able to, to let things go at times in a game. And that's, that's easier for me to say than for them to do. You know, the players always feel the game emotionally way differently than the coaches do. Um, they're the ones in the middle of the battle, and they're the ones kind of front and center. Um, you know, they're the ones having to guard Damian Lillard and, and execute those things. So um, they always feel the game differently than the coaches do. So um, it's just about trying to help them maintain focus on what's important. Did you feel on, on some level that you guys were just discombobulated, especially in that second half? You know, I think you know one of your examples you use is the, the ATO which we watched, which lets you call another timeout. So, you know, was it was it one of those things where where you thought that that was was the case? Yeah, I mean, I'll say it again. Like staying focused on what's important and staying in the moment, staying present, staying focused on the next thing. Um, timing and things on ATOs can be messed up, but not going to the right spot to me is just like we're just not focused on what's going on we're spending the time out worried about what just happened or whose fault was that last play it doesn't matter we're a team and it doesn't matter who made the mistake it doesn't matter if um you know that the error was by the players or the coaches or whatever like who who cares um you know we we have a mantra with our group no keeping score i hate that i know you know on this one it was you and on that one it was like that's just annoying um, the season's too long to do that to each other. We're a team, and we're all going to make mistakes, and that's okay. That's to be expected. But we have to maintain that mindset of moving forward as a team in the game. And um, I think, you know, that was an example of it. I also think that there were plenty of those possessions after we scored, just not getting back urgently, not matching up, not communicating, where our minds are somewhere else. Um, and I think if you're able to stay locked in through those moments, you can make a run and turn the momentum of the game. You know, we were, it seems like we got it back to down like seven or nine, and you're right there. Like, you're two stops away from all of a sudden the game being really close. And um, I just don't think we had the necessary focus as a group. I found this on the web. Thanks, Siri. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> we'll come back. We got more Jazz post game on the way as the Utah Jazz fall. All right. So, ah, oh man, I, I, I kind of feel like the honeymoon phase for me at least is over with Coach. Um, there's things that are starting to go on now that make me question: Are they? Are we trying to lose games? Uh, is this a way to subtly, subtly? you know, give our team different looks and kind of mess them up to throw games. Um, I, I guess you can't help but have that thought when you've got a draft coming up like this and everyone's kind of in the same position. But the turning point for me in this game, we had control of this game going into the second quarter. And I, I tweeted this out to the group, but uh, we, we went small ball with Kessler as the big so four smalls with Kessler and uh, we kind of were debating you know is he experimenting with new lineups like what's going on but if you look at the box score I'm not huge on plus minus all the time but 
I think the plus minus really tells the story of those minutes that were played because that's that's when Damian started getting his rhythm in uh, before halftime. That's when the crowd started coming alive and uh, there the energy in the arena was getting pumped up. Uh, and then we, you know, go into halftime down two off of a, a buzzer beater three. Uh, man, this year just feels like we've had so many buzzer beater threes. But back to the lineup. Okay, you, it was Malik Beasley, so negative 15. Walker Kessler, negative 15. Jordan Clarkson, negative 19. Mike Conley, negative four. He was in there with that group, but he was able to be in with the, t- the squad that kind of made that run. So I don't think his was, uh, the finish was that bad. But I remember looking at it in the third quarter and he was uh, near negative 10. And then Colin Sexton, negative 12. Like, you, to me, you just can't play Sexton, Conley, Beasley, and Clarkson ever together. I don't care if they're all hitting threes. You're giving up way too much defensively. And it's not like Portland was going small either. They had Nurkic and Grant in. And then I believe uh, Conley was guarding Lillard. Like, it, Conley can't guard Lillard. And they ran towards the end of the in the fourth quarter too. Um, and I... I actually prefer this lineup it was THT in there instead of Conley I believe um, which I like Tucker and Sexton in at least it gives you some defensive Beasley defensive but you're still small like Tucker can guard bigger players um, and he did he did have a few possessions on Lillard where I thought he did really good I, I liked how coach was switching Sexton and THT on Lillard uh, felt like we should should have continued to double him and just get the ball out of his hands. One time we got it out and Eubank took that corner three that was wide open and missed. And uh, it, it really felt like the closest we got again was when Colin Sexton blo- blocked that shot on Eubank. They called the foul. We reviewed it. It was successful and we went down and scored on the other end. I, th- I believe we were on a 12-4 run. And, and that's when I was like, okay, guys, we can do this. Come on. But, you know, I'm like, where's Kessler at? Where's Kessler? Why is Vando in instead of Kessler? Uh, yeah, so I, I just feel you need to have your best players in in the last six minutes of the game. And Jared Vanderbilt, to me, is not one of them. Um, yeah. And and then back to Damian Lillard, because like, you've got to give him credit that that's an incredible night. And even had we had those lineups in, we still might've lost, but I think we give ourselves a better chance. But, uh, Lillard goes, let's see his line 60 points on 29 shots, shots. (laughs) Holy crap. He only missed eight shots. That is crazy. 72%. Nine three-pointers. Shot 60%. I mean, this dude was on fire. Uh, Missed one free throw. Seven rebounds. Eight assists. Three steals. Only four turnovers for as much as he had the ball in his hand. I mean, he's just... He's an incredible player. And 
I want to jump into that a little bit more because as a jazz fan, you kind of got to love him just because he, he was here. He, he was kind of homegrown, I guess you could say at Weber state. One of my biggest regrets is never going to watch him at Weber state because I didn't even know he was there. And, and it, it just blows my mind that I didn't know he was at Weber state, you know, 10, 15 minutes away from me. And I never got the chance to go watch him in college. Um, did did he and Jimmer play at the same time? No, I I, I don't. Okay. I don't think so. No. In um, Utah. Okay. And then you remember, ball, or uh, what's the guy that got drafted from Weaver State by us right at a few years after him? Uh, Joel Ballin Boy. Ballin, Ballin Boy. Boy yeah. yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he really put Weaver State on the map. I felt like that college grew tremendously. I mean, they they built a ton of new buildings after he was a name in the NBA. So he did a lot for the Ogden community here in Utah. And so when I say I hate and I love him when he's going off like that, it's, it's, I hate that it's against the jazz, but I love watching someone that was just underrated their whole life, be able to make it to the big stage and just be a star. Like he's been in super consistent. Um, I've seen a few, a few tweets of people saying I'll do anything for Damian Lillard. And I've said that too. Like I I would do anything if you could get him with Lowry and Kessler and go for a run uh, in the playoffs, that'd be super fun. But people are coming up with the craziest trades, like giving away six to eight picks and five of our players. Like there's just, there's no way there's no way. I, I know I, I said I would give anything, but I wouldn't give that. And I know Danny wouldn't be on the the end of one of those deals either. So um, I want to pass the mic over to you guys. I know Gochai uh, was requesting. Um, Down, did you re- did you accept him? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, he's okay, man. Yeah, go ahead. I know I I said a lot there, but just whatever you want to talk about. Um, I'm not normally a big, um, I guess, advocate for Nikhil, but he needed to play in this game. Yeah. I, I, I just, you can't have, it's like you guys say, you can't have those four, six, four and under dudes out there just getting torched. And Nikhil, I hate to say it, but Nikhil and Otsai are like two of our best defenders. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they see, like, the least amount of court. I mean, outside of you get more, but, you know, collectively they see, like, so little court time. And I think part of it, honestly, you know, there's a part of me that thinks Will Hardy and the system that he comes from, he's letting these guys prove that some of these lineups don't, they don't work. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and he's he's confident enough in the lineups that he knows do work that he's willing to let some of these lineups go out there and just get absolutely throttled so that he gets his point across because i don't think it's coming across in practice i don't i don't know if they're taken to it as kindly i don't know what's going on there but for some reason some of these dudes just seem like they feel like they should be out there together and they just shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. There's to me, 
I agree. There's something going on, and I guess my first thought goes to tanking. Maybe it is him trying to get a point across, but it just doesn't make sense. Like, Ochai, all of a sudden, you know, he had all those good games, and Coach was high on him. Now, you know, he only gets 11 minutes tonight, and Rudy Gay gets 17 now. Uh, Nikhil got 53 seconds. Um as a buki is is getting it's just it doesn't make sense to me like like i think coach is smart enough and danny angels and all and all the coaching staff with david fitzdale and jason terry and all these guys on the coaching staff that there's gotta be some master plan going on that we probably will never figure out as fans i wonder if they're also you know it's i wonder if they're just a little bit gassed they came out hot you know what i mean yeah and everything was clicking tonight and there was you gotta think we had what 20 games that were just so so close so it's kind of like when these dudes are playing at such an elite level it you have to think that these guys have to be gassed at this point right i don't know man i, I, I possibly i mean we've had a bunch of games at home this is one that we go on the road we don't have another game until Friday, and the next five are at home. So, you know, it, it's not a huge loss. It was one that I was expecting that we would get and kind of gain some momentum. Even in the first quarter, <clears throat> we were up at – we were up – what was the most we were up? Let's check that because we were up, I feel like, almost 20. Not 20, but let me, let me check here. <clears throat> Biggest lead – was 12 for us and then we went to the small ball so but everything was clicking and it just felt like there was a point in this game where I thought oh we're gonna we're gonna control this and the Jazz are really going to figure out how to get a big win and not make it a close game and that momentum shift was just huge when you give a team like Portland and Damian some breath and hope and then Damian starts getting hot that's I just thought this is trouble, man. Well, and uh, Gocha's uh, credit, I think uh, Mike said it in his interview the other night, and also Coach said that this this period right before the trade deadline and the All Star break is the weirdest part of the season, and yeah. where people are finding out where their stamina is and everything. So, yeah, I could see where they're gassed. Yeah. So. I, I wouldn't say I got into it with Sarah Todd on Twitter, but I'm going to pull this thread up because uh, I think it's a good conversation to have. And I was tweeting out as the game was going on, wait till you guys have an idea, you know, this idea that I have in my head as far as what we should do moving forward. And then it happened that I got in this conversation on Twitter with the beat writer, Sarah Todd, which I know she's been taking heat from other people, which... I don't know. I, I think is a little bit unfair. Uh, she said some stuff to a fan that was uh, probably not the best, but who, I don't know what went on between her and Headband Royce. Um, as we're on my Twitter, go check out my video that I made of the finisher. Uh, I made this cool poster that I did in Photoshop and added everyone that he's turned into a poster on one poster. It's got Gobert on there Zubok with that <laughs> hilarious face uh 
Uh, Donovan's looking at him. We've got LeBron on there. Anthony Davis, the game winner over Booker. Um, but I, I turned all these highlights, the photos, uh, into a video, and then you kind of see it fade into the poster so you see how it was edited. And as the year goes on, um, I'm, I'm just waiting for Lowry to get another poster dunk so I can add someone else uh, to this victim he, list. He almost had one on Nurk tonight. Yeah, yeah. He missed it. And it's fun because, you know, it's like I tweet out before every game who who's going to be added to the poster tonight, and we do – uh, little polls. Uh, I'll have to go back and check on what it uh, what the vote was. I think it was Nurkic. Okay, let me find this. Here we go. Sarah Todd. So my idea is before we even get into this conversation with Sarah, and I wish she would join us live. That'd be a freaking blast. But uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it, it would be a blast. And if Sarah, if you ever listen to this, we would be respectful. We're not, you know, we're not trying to talk crap on on Utah Jazz writers or ride coattails. We just we just want to have some conversation about our team. Um, but my idea is, you look at the starting lineup that's been starting recently, and it's been Conley, Beasley, um, Clarkson. Lowry and Kessler and so I'm looking at this lineup thinking what would I change what would be more effective and then who can we get rid of that we just don't need anymore and could possibly get some value back for and I I see Mike Conley just lately he hasn't been as effective and even down the stretch in in games the ball's not usually in his hands in crunch time. It's in Clarkson's, which makes me wonder if if the Jazz are going to re-sign Clarkson and try to make him into a point guard. Is that possible? I I don't know. Um, but to me, the starting point guard right now that I would want to see and really develop and see if he's going to be around is Sexton. I think he adds an X factor with his energy and his defense that, yeah, he's going to turn the ball ball over. He's going to make mistakes, but he, he makes up for it on the defensive end, the energy, the hustle plays. He's able to get to the rim and finish on bigger players. He's a smaller guard, but he's able to play bigger than what, what he really is. So that would be the first move for me is, starting Sexton over Clarkson. And then the the thought with Clarkson is, look, there's teams that would need Clarkson, especially teams if they want to compete for a championship that would trade. And, and Dallin, you tweeted, if we could get a first round for Clarkson, you trade today, every day, even on a Saturday. And I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think, I, I don't think he's part of the future and I don't think we're going to win a championship this year. If he stays around and we sign him to an, an, another contract, I just I don't see it happening. So we might as well get what we can out of Conley now. Which leads me directly into Sarah Todd's tweet. She replied to Tony Jones or retweeted Tony Jones 
And Tony Jones said, THT developing a floater, coming off a screen with a, with pace instead of barreling into the lane. Huh? Like he, he wasn't expecting it. And so she retweeted it and said, people really underestimate how important Mike Conley is to literally everyone on this team. THT, Sexton, Na, Ochai, Kessler, and on and on. Uh, let me see if I can find my first reply. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I replied, Conley isn't affecting the game like he used to. He slows everything down with these young guys that want to run. And you guys can chime in on this uh, at any time if you want. So I'm not just, you know, reading tweets. I don't know if it's it's boring for listeners, but. Uh, my only argument to that is, is um, Sexton can play out of control a little and learning how to control the game a little bit is beneficial. And I do see like him mentoring those guys. I see that. But um, it, the, I would say 80 to 90% of the season, he's been uh, less than 10 points scored and maybe a handful of assists. And that's the majority of the season. So You're talking week, Conley or? Threes, but yeah, Conley, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so. And so it, I see like he has like spurts of a good couple games and then and everybody's, you know, everybody beforehand's like, yeah, let's trade him, let's trade him. And then once he has these few good games, they're like, oh, yeah, let's keep him. Yeah, and it's a hard decision, too, because, like, the beginning of the season, he was doing so well. He got hurt, and then we're like, oh, man, we can't wait till Mike's back. But it almost just seems like other players are kind of catching up, and I can see them being a, a piece moving forward, and I just don't see it with Mike anymore. Um, I think he's... he's I th- go ahead. He's almost in the position of player-coach, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is, and so... Like, I think he's incredibly valuable for the team and the development, but also I there's an argument on my side that I make is, is he holding the development back of these players? Because a lot of times the best development is experience and just going through the fire. Um, so I'll get back to these tweets real quick. She says, Conley hugely affects the game and the development of all the players and he absolutely is slowing the game down the way he, sorry, the way that he is asked to when the young guys are just barreling into traffic without a contingency plan. (laughs) Um, And I just said, I don't want to see it anymore. He gives you nothing defensively and is slowing down not just the game, but the development of these young guys, which we just said. Um, and then she replies, that's just factually inaccurate. I'm fine with you not wanting to see him play anymore, but you're not right about him slowing down development of players. It's the opposite. Where's my other response? I feel like these aren't going. Oh, yeah, they are. And I said, okay, what what are the facts that you can show me on that? Uh, and she had... I kind of wish I had her position because she gets to like talk to the players and has inside scoops. Right. But she says Kessler telling me how much he's learned about timing in PNR because of Mike, uh, Mike Conley, Colin telling me how much he's learned just by picking his brain. Uh, 
at practice, THT, developing a floater and slowing down when he's running point. Will Hardy leaning on Mike because he's a better decision maker than anyone else on the Jazz and Clutch Moments. Literally every player on the team saying how much they learn from him constantly. The front office being worried about slow development when if Mike is gone. So here's my question to that. Uh, Why does it sound like everybody's learning from Mike Connolly in slow situations? (laughs) that's kind of my point right is like it's slow like that's that's not bad but it's slow and And that's why that's and that's why i feel like i i agree with you to a point i think that he slows the development of these young dudes in game time situations Mm -hmm. like he's it's it's not helpful for us to see him out there trying to direct the young guys when they're, you know, the other team's running up and down the floor and getting dunks. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like made buckets, they're getting dunks. And truly, so kind of like the the way that Mike plays is it, it's old it's just school, baby. Yeah. Yeah, which I love old school, but th- like Sexton isn't going to play like that. Uh, I think there's things that he can it's pick up. It's not 2008 up. anymore. Yeah, it's 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 like a run and gun league. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I reply fair. I also think that's why him and Don could never win together. He gives up more defensively than he can create offensively. Don't get me wrong, he's smart and can see the game. It's just time to move on from him. And she went on and said, it's a, it's a hard decision. Uh, I think we had a pretty, I mean, hopefully she wasn't like upset about it. I'm, I'm not, but, um, it, it is a hard decision, but is it like, how do you guys feel about the whole Conley situation? Cause I want to hear from some other fans as well. I, I'm for at this point, <laughs> I've said this over and over again the last couple weeks. I am for them deciding a direction. And I really think that, honestly, we should just move on from Conley and Clarkson and just get the, as many assets as we can out of them. I and, think we are. <laughs> the, the, the and we're driving up the their value, the yes, and we may just wait till the off season to trade them. But, yeah, that's my opinion. I, I do, do think that... Uh, just for Mike's case, like if he was on the Lakers or the Clippers, he could go and contend and make them really well and make the Lakers bypass us in this. Dude, I feel like Lakers is a perfect fit for him. Yeah. And I'm of that opinion. If we could, like Monty show says, if we can have four first round picks in this upcoming draft, that's a lot of assets to either you know, move up or go get a star or something to play alongside Thanks. Lowry. Facts. Yeah, I wish we, I, I, I wish we could have gotten in like a, the third team on that Rui deal. And my thought is maybe we kind of screwed any deal with the Lakers because we didn't give him Bojan. Uh, you don't know what whatever happened with that. I know that they wanted him. And I, I think they still do or are trying to get him from Detroit. Maybe not anymore since they got Rui. But um, back to kind of my lineup and the plan, right? So if you can start Sexton, I truly believe you have two 
dis, uh, two options in THT and Na. And depending on the night, like tonight, I thought it was great. THT was thrown at Lillard a few times and given different looks. You can throw Sexton, but Na can guard too. And he can get up and down. And so, you know, you've you basically got a starting point guard in Sexton. To me, I think he can get back to where he he was 25 games a night and also improve on his game the way he sees the floor and making passes. He, he really made some great, great decisions tonight. And I think that's what makes me think he's the point starting point guard because he's been able to develop his game while he's here and learn. But then you've got two other great ones that you know are young players that could also turn into a really solid backup point guard and if needed uh you know say Sexton goes down you could start one of them so th- there's your three point guards in my mind um and and that's that gives me more reason to move on from from Mike right i i think these last 30 games you should try to develop those guys and i mean they've learned from what they can from Mike and they also, I mean, they have Jason Terry who's been in the league and won championships. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and part of that development is is experience, but also on the coaching staff to develop these players the right way. It's not Mike Conley's job to right. develop them all the way, and I think Conley wants to go try and win a championship. My only predicament tonight was why didn't we throw Nah against Dame? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I'm I don't know. Positive that it was him that shut Dame down last time we played them. Yeah, I'm saying, and he's yeah. quick, and, man. I know Gotai was saying that earlier, so yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. You guys, you guys remember back in the day when we had George Hill? Yes. Back in the early days of Donovan. Yeah, we called him that, Glass House. That, uh, is, I believe, yeah, he was dude, with that Hayward. is the role that Mike Conley needs to take. Yeah, George Hill would start games where players were injured. George Hill would, you know, if the pace was off, they'd they'd send him in. They'd be like, "Hey, get in there for a couple minutes, do something positive." So, why not give that role to Mike? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I think all jazz fans are kind of ready to see the direction. Right. And, and maybe that's antsy. If a trade's not going to go down, like I want to see sex and start. And I think Conley would be fine off the bench. Um, the other player that I've been back and forth on all year long is Clarkson. Do you trade him or keep him? And tonight I just thought if you get rid of Mike, you keep Clarkson because he's, a clutch score. Uh, he's your second leading scorer behind Lowry. He was six man of the year. He has experience. He can play fast with these young guys. Uh, he gives you another option at ball handler. If you're like incredibly desperate for a point guard, I think he's developed that this year. So I would go Sexton one Clarkson two. And <clears throat> I really think, I really think Beasley belongs on the team, but what I would do is start Ochai at the three, and then you give Beasley almost like a Jordan Clarkson role of six man, just torching these second units with his three point shots. Um, and then you've got Lowry, Kessler, obviously, but 
I, I just think that, that that is your core moving forward. At least that's what I would prefer to see is, you know, you got THT coming off the bench uh, or nah. You've got Beasley coming in as a guard. And then really the holes that I, I, I feel like we have that we could feel is a backup center uh, or another just like a backup rebounder, rim protector. And a big long, uh, a big long center or big long three guy that could give Lowry some breaths, uh, some breathers. But my mind kept going back to John Collins, and and it kind of clicked like maybe that's what they see is so valuable with the John Collins deal is he kind of fills that void where he could play the three if he needed to, but also could play four or five if needed and it gives you that versatile or versatility um and and i just think we're loaded with guards but what do you guys think as as far as that goes or do you guys have a different idea on what you would want the team to see like getting rid of clarkson as well and getting something for him yeah i'm I'm all for it trading as many of the vets to get assets so <laughs> um as far as ochai starting i mean yeah i like his game i mean it, we're gonna lose a few more games because he starts yes but we can develop him along the way and he's gonna learn from those minutes and i think he's learned as far as and everything that he could learn from rudy gay and from uh mike conley that he can at this point Plus the expectations are low. Yeah, yeah. Like now's now's the year to do it. Start experimenting and, and figure out if these these three guards that I'm talking about, Sexton, Tht, and Nah, are guys you want to keep around. Um, but back to the 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 guys that we would have left that are still in the rotation. If you could get something for Rudy Gay, Mike Conley, and Vanderbilt, I'd do it. And it doesn't even have to be a crazy deal like we got with Don and right a huge haul. Like, just get some picks or or a John Collins deal or something to kind of help us move the needle forward uh, for the future. Because I t- I tweeted back to Sarah like, look, I'm I'm not expecting the Jazz to win a, a championship this year, um, and, and that's my whole reason behind getting rid of Conley. Like, it's gonna be the next two to five years uh, that we're building for, and we need to get something for these guys while we can. DeAndre would sure look nice on this team. <laughs> See, I don't even think we need a starting center. Like, just because I think it would it would cost so much money, like for a DeAndre Ayton, and I, f- I feel like Kessler is that guy – Obviously, he might not be the best in the league, but the beginning of this game, he was he was taking it to Nurkic, and he's yeah. he's gonna be that guy moving forward. So we just need a solid backup. Um, I think we should kick the tires on players that were supposed to be or had promise, and see if we can develop them into more like a Lowry or like uh, John Collins or uh, Jonathan Isaac or, you know, someone like, or Ru- Rui Hachimura, I thought he was one of those players Man. as well. Yeah, but. I wish we could have got him. <laughs> I think uh, Micah Potter and Johnny Juzang are 
developing nicely in the G League right now. Yeah, are we going to see them at all this year, you think? We've seen Michael Potter already in the beginning of the season. He played solid. He had like three blocks, nice boards, played really well, got up and down the floor. I even think Azabuki might be someone where you just throw him in too, like, and see if you could possibly develop him. It, you know, he, he he might struggle at moments, but... Well, I mean, what do we have to lose? It, it's like even even in the minimal time we get to see Azubuki, we you can tell like his footwork has improved. Yeah, the he, way that he holds himself on the court, the way that he functions with his body now is like he, his post up is nice, dude. It's nice. Yeah, he's a big dude. He he's like a, a especially if you're going up against Embiid. Just throw him out there, let him lean his body up against Embiid and, and wear him out and foul him a couple times. Like, if that's all he is, is to wear another guy, a, another big guy down for five to ten minutes, I'm, I would like to start seeing Azabuki as crazy as, as that sounds. Well, we've got a few other listeners on here. We've got Dex, uh... Dex Rex, if you want to speak, we'd love to hear from you. I believe you're. Is that a giraffe um, suit or? A few of those guys might be trolls. Just give you a heads up. <laughs> well, we need some entertainment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you uh, guys are, if you guys were here to troll, let's let's go for it. I'm I'm in the mood tonight. I got the time, fellas. Yeah. Um. So Damian Lillard, I'm just looking at the the graphs here, and it's pulled up on YouTube. If you're watching, shoot, I I. Oh, shoot. I didn't even check my YouTube chat. Hang on. I've been too into this conversation. Uh, York Nick, he says, we just need to tank. We have our own pick at the draft, and we should use that to get a good piece because we're going nowhere with this team. Yeah, I would disagree. Uh, we're like, like, before tonight, we were one game behind uh, the sixth place team, I believe. <laughs> looking at the scores tonight Orlando beats Indiana by six Brooklyn uh, lost to Philadelphia that was actually a good game I was watching before the jazz game uh, it's it's starting to get fun out east as well Washington beats the Houston Rockets by five uh, Denver lost tonight to Milwaukee big game uh haven't watched any of that don't know what happened so i'll go check that out minnesota beat new orleans new orleans has really fallen off without ingram and zion i believe ingram came back tonight i'll have to check the box score to see if he played or not i i just don't i don't know if they're help they look so good in the beginning of the year the pelicans and i thought they were the team to beat but i was watching highlights of Jokic the other night and Dude, he's MVP. He's just, he's MVP. And if you've noticed how much he's trimmed down this year, I don't know if it's just this year, he looks like he's in the best shape he's ever been in. And that could be the reason Denver's leading the West. Like, he looks skinny. Yeah, he's he's definitely MVP and, yeah, better shape. And also Jamal Murray's coming back from injury, so he's just getting back into his groove well in the last dude and aaron gordon is playing good for them oh yeah uh yeah hearing about aaron gordon's off-season routine he was it was awesome it just yeah i 
just go back and find that article that I can't remember where it was, but it was good. Yeah, and they were News. they were talking on ESPN. Uh, to me, is her name Tamika? Um, I think I'm saying I think that's the right person. But anyways, there she was saying, you know, I just can't figure out the Denver Nuggets if they're last year's Utah Jazz or the Bubble Lakers, where like they just came out of nowhere and then won the championship. They're like they're sitting in that spot where it's like they kind of feel like we were when we were the number one seed and you're not sure if they can pull it off but then they've got the mvp jamal murray that that if he gets rolling is insane and then if you got aaron gordon these other guys bones highland yeah. has if, had if good Michael games porter jr can stay healthy i think they win the west yeah if he if he could live up to what what everyone was saying that'd be tough and uh It'd be fun to watch Denver and, and Boston in the finals for me. Uh, I I still have Boston as my favorite. Um, and then, yeah, we we can get into that. Let me let me read these. <laughs> let me read these comments on uh, on YouTube. My uncle commented. He said we should draft Adam Keefe. <laughs> he he knows basically nothing about basketball. <laughs> He, he commented on his, his uh, head trip account, Air World Tour. He has a air simulator or a flight simulator, and he does the same thing. He streams like this, um, and we, we have literally flown around the world. Uh, you can take off from any airport, land at any airport. It has the, the weather that's exactly what's going on at that time. And so uh, if you want to go check out his channel, he's down in the comments, Head Trip Air World Tour. It, they're they're pretty funny i've been on a few of his episodes and then uh i don't know how to say your name l l o r t how would you guys pronounce that lord yort yort nick you guys probably can't see it yeah you you could you took a good stab at it so i'm gonna go yort like it's a a spanish name the double l and g-n-i-k your Nick is what I'm telling you, or what I'm calling you. If I'm wrong, uh, leave a comment. He says, Conley is good. If he wants to stay and wants to develop our young guards, it's okay, but Clarkson needs to go. Mm. See, and this is where I think a lot of fans are torn. It's Conley needs to stay, Clarkson needs to go, or Clarkson needs to go, Conley needs to, or Car- Clarkson needs to stay, Conley needs to go. Uh they both just need to go. <laughs> Clarkson's the last one that plays like Donovan. We know how that, how far that's gonna get us. I'm not trying to get first round exited again for no reason and waste Lowry right now. Yeah, and I think if you found a deal with Conley Clarkson, you could get way more in that deal that would probably help us moving forward. Um, man, I can't believe. It just feels like so many big stars go off on us, doesn't it? Uh, and Bede went off on us this year. Who else had a, a freaking huge game? Uh, Kyrie went off on us. Now Dame went off on us. I think Simmons. We've had like multiple career years by players. Yeah, Kobe went off on us in his last game. I think the spirit of Kobe is just kind of following these players around as they come to play Utah. Um, Malik Beasley had led the team with six rebounds. Eubank led Portland with 10. Conley had 10 assists. Anthony Simons had nine. 
he kind of dropped off. I think that's why Portland's struggling a little bit is he was so hot in the beginning of the year and Damian was sitting out and you just thought, man, he's going to have a breakout year. He was in the conversation of being uh, MIP and now he's just, he's not even in that conversation. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a good replacement for CJ, but yeah, I don't know. I don't see it anymore. He got hurt. I think uh, Nurt got hurt. Shaden Sharp was hot for a little bit, but he cooled off pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's their rookie. Uh, he had he was having a, a lot of big dunks, making it on ESPN and whatnot. Um, Vanderbilt has two blocks, and Eubanks ha- has two blocks. So you look through the box score, and nothing nothing's really crazy. Uh, we had thirteen turnovers to their ten. I know that in in the first half we had. A crazy amount of like 15 points off of turnovers in the first half which was the half that we actually felt more in control so uh kind of crazy but the story tonight is day man i mean you shoot you shoot the ball like he did it, it almost is like i don't know if we could have figured anything out or won this game when when he was doing that he, he's murdered plenty of teams by doing that um, the other game I'm trying to find is Memphis and Golden State. Here it is. Do you guys have the score on that one? One twenty. Oh man, that was a close one. One twenty-two, one twenty. Golden State beats Memphis. See, and that's the that's the crazy thing about the West right now is like you can't count out Golden State. Steph got kicked the last minute fourteen kicked yeah through his mouthpiece so he got ejected oh i thought you meant like kicked by dylan brooks or something (laughs) (laughs) he got tossed my bad i was like i could see someone on memphis kicking steph in the face (laughs) it would be dylan brooks too (laughs) well because i'm looking at him right now they're on nba.com dylan brooks is guarding him so i'm like oh it was either dylan brooks or or bane that you know ganged up on him or something i want to go watch the highlights on that one yeah it says curry has 34 points ejected um let's go to the standings real quick because this is this is really interesting to me i don't remember the last time the league has been this fun and this interesting for me it's there's so much going on with the jazz that i feel engaged but also throughout the league with the standings, um, you've got Denver sitting in first, Memphis in second, two and a half games behind them, Sacramento in third, six games behind them. I, I really like Sacramento. I love Sabonis. I think he's an all-star and is extremely underrated with everything that he does so efficiently. New Orleans sitting in fourth, eight games behind. L.A., the Clippers Eight and a half. That's a team. If they made a trade, dude, there's another place Mike Conley could go. I mean, he would. He, him, Kawhi, and and Paul George, I feel like would just ball out together. Um, I take Reggie Jackson in a heartbeat. Yeah, I I really like Reggie Jackson. I like I like his tenacity and the way he plays. So, uh, oh, I wanted to mention that I watched the Jazz game tonight from um. The Portland's, I, I watched it with their the Portland commentary. Were they talking shit? 
No, not really. Um, they, however, though they did. I got to tell you what they said about Vanderbilt because you you constantly talk about him. So oh. I was going to tell you what they said about him. Yeah, Dame wants it pretty badly. Wait, wait, what? Damian yeah, Lillard. Damian said in the offseason that was one of the players that he would really love to get. They can have him, man. They can have him for a peanut butter jelly sandwich. They said in the broadcast today, they're like, you know, Damian had said that he really wanted this guy, and we're looking at him today and his effectiveness for this Utah team, and, you know, what is there really to gain by bringing him in? And really, (laughs) what does Utah have to lose by getting rid of him? Yeah, nothing, nothing to me. Um, the the crazy thing, I was looking at hoops hype. Let me pull this up on YouTube because uh, it, they have some cool stats on there, and I always like going on there to look at contracts. But it has player rankings, um, and if you go by team, <laughs> yeah, Vanderbilt this... did ball out like the first half too. So you're wondering if he's playing up because. No, no. So, so let me, I, I read into this because I didn't know how this rating system worked, right? It says global rating is the main metrics uh, created by blah, 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 combines players, team statistics to rank players according to their productivity on the court. The amount of games a player has missed in a certain season or competition is also factored in. A more extensive explanation can be found here. So I clicked on the explanation. Let me read you this. And this is what I found interesting um, on this rating system. As opposed to some other advanced stats, the main idea is that individual stats can't be measured in a vacuum. No matter the competition, having a 2010-5 season for the championship team will always have more value than doing it for the worst team. Which makes sense. Like, my... I, me and my grandpa always say, oh, yeah, he's he's the best player on the worst team. Big deal, right? And uh, it says, and when comparing competitions, having a great season against the best squads in the world will always have more value than accomplishing that against minnows. <laughs> the goal for global rating is to understand and measure this nuance. Uh, he also, it also says the process has several automated steps. First one is to assign an individual number factoring, or sorry, first one is to assign an individual number factoring simple stats from each player. Points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals, turnovers, fouls, and shooting efficiency are the basis for that stat. The next step takes into account the performance of the team and the impact a player had in it. If a player is on the court for 35 minutes in a 20-point win, the impact has nothing to do with the one of the one of a player who only logged five minutes. Um, the amount of games a player has missed in a certain season or competition is also factored in. That helps different, differentiate players that have been productive for their teams on a regular basis from others standing out due to small samples. That's especially useful when discussing awards where voters and fans prioritize players who have been on the court for most of the year. So the global rating in 2020-2021 regular season was uh, Jokic number one, Giannis number two, Damian Lillard number three, 
Luka Doncic, number four, Kawhi Leonard, five, Embiid, six, Steph Curry, seven, Trey Young, eight, James Harden, nine, Devin Booker, 10, Chris Paul, 11, Kyrie Irving, 12, and Paul George, 13. So, player rankings, uh, global rating, let's see who is highest this this year. I, I believe that Lowry is top 13 in the league. Where is this? Why are you not loading, computer? Don't you know that I'm streaming live on YouTube right now? Oh, what what in the hell's going on, man? Let me close some other of these windows. Maybe that's messing it up. <clears throat> By team. Well, I might have just read you guys all that. Okay. No, no, it's not. So, basically, Lowry Markinen is number one for the Jazz. But guess where Vando lands in this? Because I can remember looking at it earlier. My guess is dead last for the Jazz. Anybody else? Anybody? Anybody? Fourth. Ninth? Ninth? Was that your wife? Yes. <laughs> I love that she's listening. This is crazy. And I, it kind of pissed me off because of how much I talk about him and how ineffective he is. He ranks third the third best player on the jazz. So I just, I don't get it. I don't he get does it. Have maybe, maybe thorough knows what he's talking about. And none of us that watch the game do. I, I don't know, man, but like his body language, bro. Like, Oh my gosh, his body language. It, it, it just, it doesn't get any worse. I think that may be why I, gripe about him so much is he just looks like he's giving up on every play dude that was hassan and i hated it so much yeah hassan, he yeah. was so good and i i think jared has the same effect with me he just looks like he's out there running around with a chicken with his head cut off but he's doing effective things for the team that i don't even realize he's doing and i it boggles my mind. Yeah, and there's got to be something that the coaches see, some type of stat or, or, oh, here we go, it's loading. Because, like, he finished tonight. I was losing my mind that Vanderbilt was finishing over Kessler. I I, I even tweeted it out. Oh, we're, we're finishing with Vando. This game's over. And maybe the game was over anyways. But at that point, I was just pissed that we couldn't stop Dame. And so... Okay, okay, here it is. Lowry Marketing is first. Jordan Clarkson is second. Vanderbilt is third. Kessler, fourth. Malik, fifth. Conley, sixth. And then it goes Sexton, Olenek, THT, Na, Rudy Gay, Ochai. <clears throat> Maybe that's why the rest of the league values him so much. Yeah, there's got to be some statistic that they're looking at like this that it's like he he ranks 100 uh Vanderbilt is 102 in the entire league. If he was our backup small bar small center, 
it, that wouldn't be. But if he's our starting center, then eh, I'm not entirely in love with that. So yeah, I'm okay with him being a backup. But if if you could if you could upgrade Vando, get something for Conley, and just move Rudy. I mean Rudy Gay, I guess. You know, it's it's not that big a deal that he's here. I know fans don't like him. He sometimes gives you a, f- a good 10 minutes, but I, I really think if we could upgrade at the Vando position, like with a John Collins, and then get something valuable for Conley and Clarkson, I think that would set us up nice for the future. That's why I don't know if a deal will be made because... <laughs> There's not going to be anything that blows Danny away. Yeah. Say, oh, we got to pull the trigger on that. <laughs> well, the, and the market's weird right now for trades because everyone's kind of sitting like, oh, well, we can kind of sit here and see what happens. Hopefully, you know, it, to me, it's going to be whoever comes down is playing the best basketball at the end and is rolling into the playoffs is, is going to win it. Um, and I think that's the mentality of most of these teams. Like everyone's willing to to – buy and sell but it's just like not if it's gonna be an obvious deal and i just don't think there's an obvious deal for anybody out there um toronto's another team that is is really interesting and kind of sitting there i would love pascal siakam uh even fred van well van fleet's getting a little old og would be nice to have um is there any other players out there that you guys are just salivating over and, and absolutely want on any team? Uh, I mean, I would like Giannis, but I mean, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but like a realistic, like a team might get rid of that person. Uh, God, I don't know, man. Um, I actually don't mind Fred Van Vliet. Um, I, I, wouldn't mind him as a replacement for Conley just because he's a better shooter. And I think he's better uh, defensively too. Yeah. So I, I, my unrealistic trade would be to get him and Siakam and uh, OG and maybe Gary Trent from them and then just give them a whole bunch of restarts so they can start with Barnes and Bosher or whatever his name is over there. But I, I highly doubt that they're gonna get rid of all those guys. We could get Wancho, Hernan Gomez back. I mean, I didn't. Uh, no thanks. I mean, I would. I, I really like OG over there. He's probably one of my more favorite players in the league. Would also, you... I wouldn't say Wancho's an upgrade from Vando. Oh, I do, just because his body language is better. <laughs> you know, I, don't throw me to the wolves for this one, but I've got one for you guys. All right, let's hear it. JC, Mike Conley, Jared Vanderbilt, and possibly THT to New York. For Brunson? For RJ <laughs> and Julius. Ooh. Uh, I, I, uh, I would love Obi Toppin. Um, I like I'll take Obi. Quickly. Obi's a good upgrade over Jared Vanderbilt. I'll take yeah. Obi. Dude, in this, so I'm looking at the New York Knicks on, oh, frick, on this uh, hoops hype. Julius Randle's ranked number eighth in the league. 
And he, he's, he really is playing well. Jalen Brunson is 19th in the league. RJ Barrett is 67th in the league. See, the, this is the guy that I would probably rather have over Barrett is Emmanuel Quickly. Or, yeah. or, or even Quentin Grimes. Um, Seattle, I, that, that's, I think, is the hang-up with the Knicks. They don't want to part with IQ or with Quentin Grimes. Yeah. I think they're more ready to part with RJ than they are with the other two. Yeah, which is and, crazy. And I, you know, if I'm any other team, if I'm any other GM, I'm sure Danny is still biting at the bit for that one. What about <laughs> Cam Reddish? Is, is he one that that could revive his career? I, like a Cam yeah, Reddish, Obi Toppin, deal. Yeah, Playing I, behind Lowry. I do though? like R.J. Barrett if we. R.J. Barrett and Will Hardy system could. You yeah. gotta think. Around, if we're yeah. getting a four, then whoever is coming in is playing behind Lowry at the three. So you don't want to have Cam coming in trying to revive a career playing behind the hottest player in the league. So you're saying you're run through that that trade again. You would we would get the Jazz would get R.J. Barrett and Obi Toppin or Julius Randall because I I don't I think we would I don't know to me it seems like they would be more willing to part with Randall oddly enough. I I think they've had struggles with him, but I don't know. It, the the thing with with Julius for me personally that told me that this man is going to be a dog in this league is when, you know, youngsters going up against KG in the paint takes no amount of smack from that man. You know what I yeah, mean? KG's, yeah. KG's crazy. So I'll take – I'll still throw it to Julius. I'll still take Julius. That, that would be scary. He is a dog, and he would add that element that I want so badly with, like, Jay Crowder, you know? It's like, I would take Jay Crowder again right now. I loved when he played with Utah, but <laughs> imagine Kessler and Randall in the post. You got Markinen on a wing, and then you've got, like, Beasley or Ochai at the two, and you got Sexton or... Uh, yeah, Sexton or not nah the one. I mean, that'd be pretty. And then, and then, and then you throw in uh, uh, RJ as well. I mean, yeah, that would be that'd be crazy. Plus picks in the draft coming in. Plus Johnny's gonna be developed next year, and he was nice at UCLA. Yeah, I think I think uh, a few Jazz fans are waiting to see Johnny play. Um, so you're saying give up Conley, Clarkson, uh, THT, and who else? Vando. Vando. <laughs> yeah, Vando has to be included in every trade, in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. I. Uh, but would they go for Conley with Brunson already, though? Sure, he's a good vet off the bench. He's a great vet <laughs> off the bench. They got yeah. Derrick Rose, too. Yeah, they got Rose. <laughs> That's great. One, two. One, two, one, two. Mike, check. Yeah, I would do it. I wouldn't I wouldn't even need that many picks either. I'd, I'd be okay with just one pick. <laughs> I just want to offload these <laughs> guys, man. Would, no, he wouldn't. Uh, the other team that is, is interesting and kind of just sitting in limbo is Washington Wizards. Would you trade for Kyle Kuzma? 
not I wouldn't trade a lot for Kyle Kuzma. What about like a, a Kyle Kuzma DeLon Wright? I I like, I like DeLon, DeLon Wright a lot. Yeah. I like DeLon Wright a lot. I do too. But let me tell you, I like the thought of Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero a lot better than I like that. Oh, I can't I can't take Duncan Robinson's contract, dude. That thing is I know that's, so that's bad. The, I know that that is the biggest thing, and it's just it's the one thing for one player that you wish that they did not have. Yeah, because I I think Tyler Hero is a killer, and uh, kind of brings that dog mentality. Not like the strongest, but he he just brings an edge to your team, and and can honestly go off at any moment and score. Uh, I feel like he's kind of like a clutch player, almost like Clarkson, but longer. Doesn't give it up as much defensively. So, yeah, I like I like Hero as well. Yeah, I just don't see Miami parting with him though. Well, there was they're, talks they're about close. it. I think if they could upgrade uh, Kyle Lowry, they'd probably do that and try to make it run in the playoffs. But do you think that? Well, I don't think the Lakers would do a deal with us, but. I still have my eye on Lonnie Walker. Yeah, I like Lonnie Walker a lot. A lot of people don't want to hear it, but I still have my eye on Russell Westbrook. For real? I mean, he's he's been playing well. I, I kind of think the Lakers are coming around on him. I just don't see him wanting to play in Utah. Well, well sure. I mean, <laughs> the reality of that is very, 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 very slim. But, but he did play in OKC, you, so... You gotta think, you know, having Russell Westbrook, a Hall of Famer, play on this roster, that's a dog. Yeah. And he's the smallest dog in the fight, so... I just don't think it'll ever happen because he hates Utah, Utah hates him, and I don't. I just... I mean, wouldn't if it, be, wouldn't it just be big, so poetic if Danny made that happen? Wouldn't that just be so poetic for the fans? <laughs> I, well, it would be poetic if he came here and, like, helped us win and the fans turned from enemies to just loving him. That's what I think would be awesome. And a statue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's slow down there. Russell if Westbrook he, ain't getting a statue. But... Did you see that interview of him his last night where that lady's like, <laughs> good job on the 14,000 points or 25,000 points, whatever it was, he passed. And then um, <laughs> she's like, she's like, and your amazing dribbling and then that one shot you had, you did like a 180 degree turn. <laughs> he was he was being nice to her, but he's just like, yeah. He's like, I just try to go about it naturally. <laughs> you gotta go back and watch. This was hilarious. this a reporter saying this? Yeah, <laughs> he was so stoked. She looked like she so might not have been. She might have been like a student or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> what about Wiseman, guys? Is he is he is he somebody that would be worth? Bye. Yes. Yeah, okay. man. I would. I would. Pick up a Wiseman. He's not. But Wiseman with Kessler, though. No, yes. just yeah, just like a backup. I I'd even put him at you. Yeah, I, I like Wiseman. I thought honestly Wiseman was going to be one of their big guys moving forward, and I don't I don't understand why. I mean Moody is good, but 
I don't know. I don't understand. Well, Rudy, I, I think it was just Kavan's just... He's a dog. Yeah. Kavinga or... Uh, no, Kavan. Looney. Uh, oh, Looney, yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Looney is awesome. I'm looking through some other teams. Um, the other one that's interesting, too... I don't know if there's anybody that we'd, we'd go after, but... Lucas expressed uh, that he he with Golden State it, it more is uh, Wiseman wants to take shots and he takes shots away from those other guys. guys. That, yeah. yeah, and Looney's just more of willing to play the role and set screens for him. Yeah. So the other team is Dallas. Lucas expressed he's wanted them to make a move. Um, I don't know if Spencer Dinwiddie is necessarily happy there. I know he's a little older. Tim Hardaway Jr., you've got uh, Reggie Bullock, Davis Bertans, Frank Nitalikina, Kemba Walker. They waved Kemba, though. There's one you could pick up. Get rid of Conley and, and just sign Kemba to a tiny little deal. It's funny. They were, they were reporting this on ESPN, and uh, they said, you know, they have they had the perfect person that Luca was looking for on the bench and they yeah, Brunson. let him walk to New York. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, I've also heard like, you know, it's crazy that Utah lost to the Dallas Mavericks, especially with Lucas sitting out those two games. But it's like, dude, Brunson is the one that won that series for him. We could not stop Brunson. And, uh, I mean, he's making his case. He, he, he should be an all-star out east. Yeah, he was cooking Donovan the other night. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Cleveland is, uh, man, Cleveland and Minnesota. Is Cleveland a fluke right now? I think so. I, I, I just don't think they have enough. I don't know exactly what it is, but it, it's is, like the, the honeymoon over. Well, it's like yeah, the Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, right? They both need the ball, and it. It, it just doesn't work with those two. Yeah. And then Mobley's not playing the greatest. I, I like well, Jared Allen. Allen yeah. And what's, what's, who's, who starts at their three? Isaac Okoro? Um, yeah. yeah. That young kid, yep. I really like yeah, Osman, too. C.D. Osman. I like him more than Okoro. Yeah, I do, too. I really like C.D. Osman. I, I kind of wish Jazz would go get him. But Does Ricky uh, Rubio even play for them? Is he just uh, hurt again? He returned a couple weeks ago. I don't know if he's hurt again yet. I don't know. We could get Tony Bradley back from the Bulls. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know who I would actually take that's an older player? Uh, Goran Dragic from the Bulls. They need to make a move, too. Um, I if we could get Alex Caruso, I think he would be awesome. Uh, Zach wants out. Levine, I, 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 Levine reminds me of Clarkson. Yeah, just yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. It's just yeah, if we're getting rid of Clarkson to get Levine, like why? I mean, Levine does jump out of the gym. I, he, I did obviously before his injury, way better, but. Yeah, Clarkson's not nearly as on top of the rim as Levine is, but they are very similar players. I wouldn't hate Caruso, but I would want a couple more players. 
Yeah, Caruso and Tony Bradley. <laughs> they honestly I like that one point guard that I'll take Kobe White. I'll take Kobe and Pat. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. not gonna give up Pat though. I yeah, they they honestly don't have anything very enticing. Like to me, Caruso would be the most enticing player Drogic, depending on who you move. What, also, what's our what's our uh, consensus on Kelly O? I think we're doing fine without him. It's just time to. Uh, he's he's another one where it's like, dude, he, he just. Yeah, his I, I age guess if, doesn't fit our timeline. Yeah, I guess if he's hitting threes, he helps you. But it's like he's been struggling so much, and we've been doing fine without him that I almost don't notice that he's gone. I, I think he's a great passing big and does some little things great, but I think we miss him. Yeah, I agree, Dallin. I think we miss him most in uh, clutch situations. Yeah. Weird. Weirdly enough, we miss him most in clutch situations. Well, he kind of takes the role of like a Jokic, right, where you run your offense through him at the top of the key, and he's able to make a good decision. The thing that. I struggle with him is he's just undersized and can't rebound. He can't jump off the floor defensively. If he's not taking a charge, he's get he's fouling somebody. Um, yeah, but he's if, if Danny. He, Danny loves him, and so does uh, Will. I mean, they went to his retirement jersey retirement in Gonzaga, and they, Will was sitting next to him at the BYU Gonzaga game. So I, I don't know. I feel like they get along with Kelly pretty well, and they like him a lot. Yeah, I don't care if we keep him, um, especially, like you said, if he helps us in the clutch and offensively, and he he's able to hit his three at a high clip like he was. Um, I just don't want him to take minutes away from Lowry and Kessler being on the floor together because I think that's our bread and butter uh, defensively and honestly offensively so i guess if he was like a backup to those two i'd be all right with it yeah i i don't know if you if you can uh include him in a deal and it gets you a first round pick i'm i'm okay with him leaving all right, well, we could beat this to a, de- a freaking bloody pulp on what might happen. Truth is, the deadline is on the 9th, and, uh, or is it the 2nd? The 9th or the 2nd? I'm getting something. Uh, I think it's the week before the All-Star, so I don't know when the All-Star game. It might be the 2nd because the maybe I'm getting something mixed up with the, the All-Star game. But anyways... Um, we'll catch you guys on Friday. We play no clue, but I know we play Friday and the next five games are at home. Uh, we drop one to the hottest player in, no, I'm just kidding. We drop one to a a very hot Damian Lillard. And honestly, I'm not too mad about it because Dame's one of my favorite players in the league. And, uh, if you have not liked this video yet, Make sure you like it because we are giving away this amazing game-winning dunk by Simone Fontecchio. 
and uh, I'm giving away next episode. So you're going to be on this wheel. It's a digital wheel. It spins around for 60 seconds. I've got some crazy music that will play. And if you win, I will scream extremely loud into the microphone for you. And if you are in Finland or Abu Dhabi or anywhere around the world and need it shipped to you, we're going to make it happen. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys on Twitter for hopping on and, and sharing your thoughts. And go Jazz, whether, whether that be making a trade, uh, tanking, or going for a top four spot. Like we're, we're just here for the ride. So I'll catch you guys later. Yeah. Your deadline can't come soon enough. Sure. <laughs> yeah, serious. We're all just waiting to see what happens. <laughs>